The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. I was training celebrities before, like, Instagram was, like, like the whole clout chasing thing. Yeah. Like, that wasn't even, like, in my head. You know what I mean? It was just... um I just wanted to make my parents proud yeah. to show them that I can like turn that I want that I turn my life around and I could make something out of myself. That's what I really wanted. And I wanted to show other people like there's literally no excuse. If I can do it, anyone can. Yeah. Anyone can. Anyone. Like there is just no excuse. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I am your host, Shelsa Mahaley, and I am joined by the wonderful Emily Samuel today. Wow, what a lineup of a show. We are going to discover how Emily went from adoption to being with one of the most prestigious families in the New Jersey area. New York. New York area, training celebrities on top of the world after being in jail and addicted to drugs, being robbed at gunpoint and how that experience was. You guys... This episode is so intense Gnarly. and one of the funniest ones that I've ever done as well. So <laughs> Emily, Grow or Die podcast, let's get it going. What did you just say before we started recording? Well, <laughs> these two men were in my house and I was just hiding underneath my desk, praying to God that I wasn't about to get raped by them because they just shot through my window. So that was really good. They shot through your window. Yeah, they sh it was the night before New Year's Eve. Yeah. And I heard a crash, and I uh, was a nice little little young 100-pound girl living yeah. in a house by myself, driving a nice car. Post, in LA. Yeah, posting, like, lots of pictures with all these, like, celebrities and stuff like that. So the cops straight up told me that these two men were targeting me. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, do you remember Pop Smoke? Yeah. The rapper Pop Smoke? Do you know that story? No. About how he, like, got murdered? No. Um, cause he was posting so openly, like where he was online and these people were like following him and tracking him. Th this is all secondhand information. Yeah. I've not researched this. So if I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, and they like climbed into his hotel window that like, like I can while see that he was happening. like taking a shower, probably took his fucking jewelry and all this shit. And like, I'm pretty sure that's like when he got killed and how he got killed and shit. It's it, crazy. But it, what's fucked. His music became huge after he died. So he never got to experience that. It's it's insane. Okay, I didn't know so, that. Okay, so you're under a table hoping so, that these guys don't rape you. It's wild that you laugh. <laughs> no, I was just because, I mean, like, I... You laugh at everything that you say and I'm like, Yeah, about you. it's like trauma response. You know what it I mean? Is, like, if you yeah. don't laugh, you cry about it. I'm not down to cry all the time. <laughs> so, so you better just laugh about it? Yeah, and okay. just take a lot of boxes. What happened next? Um, so I have a rescue pit bull. I'm very involved with, like, yeah. pit bull rescue organizations. I have a rescue pit bull. She is my everything. Her name's Kaya. Um, I have a poodle, too, who is just an alarm, but Kai is my muscle. So yeah. at the time, I did not own any guns because, you know, California. Yeah. And um, there was nothing much I could do other than call the police. And I hear them going through my house. <clears throat> and I hear them in my room. They took my safe. Uh, well, they, like, held a gun up to me. And they were like, uh, don't scream. And um, But I had called the police, and the yeah. phone was next and to me. And it was on speaker. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I kind of, like... Yeah. 
It was like, these men are in my house. Like, once they, like, went into the other room, I, like, whispered into the phone. I was like, these men are in my house. I'm hiding underneath a thing. I'm praying to God they're not going to rape me. Um, I I need the cops here immediately. I was shaking. I was crying. Um, I just didn't want them to hurt my dogs, dude. My dogs are everything to me. Like, you can take whatever you want. I don't care about material things. Uh, but after that happened... My life changed dramatically. Um, I sold. I was driving a Porsche at the time. I dr- I sold my Porsche like two days later. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get rid of all the flashy things. I stopped wearing jewelry out. I stopped posting with the celebrities. <clears throat> I kept everything in my highlight section, so you can still see my resume. But um, I just stopped sharing everything, and I immediately was like, "I'm moving to Texas, and I'm getting out of here." And wow. that was so like was that, that was the main reason. Uh, this was the night before New Year's Eve, 2022. Oh, so you you have not been here long at all. No, I've only been here a year. I just That's hit a year. Insane. Wow. Yeah, I literally just hit a year. Okay, so um, you obviously were traumatized by yeah. that situation. Yeah. I've heard stories about in LA, just the the police response is like really low and delayed because uh, are they defunded out there? I'm not quite sure. Um, they're, they definitely, it's a very liberal area. So um, they're not in favor of the police. Yeah, but to be yeah. honest with you, the police were actually great when they came. They obviously didn't catch the guys, but yeah. uh, they actually called the place to like get my uh, house boarded up for me. And they waited with me until the people came to yeah. board up the house. Um, the cops are actually very comforting. I have nothing but respect for cops. I yeah. actually love cops. Yeah. Um, they were great. I have nothing bad to say about the cops at all. They were actually really, really good. Um, you know, my only issue that's ever happened with police officers was down here in Austin. But, you know, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, I I feel like I'm like a bigger guy. So like some people like to like punch up a little of bit. Of course, yeah. Um, and like there's been some dudes I walking around like cops. Like I'm out at 1 a.m. or 1.30 and whatever. And like even if I'm pretty messed up, I'm very in control of myself. Yeah. And like, you know, they, they try like big dog and you know, and stuff. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Yeah. You're it's an ego silly. thing. A lot of them are just like picked you're on in school. Silly. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like you're like, walking around with that. It's big okay. Gun. Like, you just want to pet them. Like, yeah. Okay, little dude. guy, you know? Um, Okay, so you moved to Austin, yeah. and obviously life has changed a lot since then, but before L.A., you were in New York. So you went yeah. from New York to L.A. Yeah. to Austin. You've like kind of been all over the map. Right. Um, where'd you go to jail? Oh, that was great. Um, That was in New York. <laughs> so uh, jail in New York, robbed at gunpoint in L.A. Yeah. How about all, Austin's pretty good for you so far? Though. Austin's been amazing. Awesome. Austin has honestly been amazing. Uh, No issues in Austin whatsoever. All right, let's keep it that way. Yeah, no, it's funny. My lifestyle has changed dramatically. Like, I'm a homebody. Well, I, I don't go out. So. I just stay out of trouble. Yeah, like. Don't get robbed. Yeah. Don't I, go to jail. Totally. All right, you totally. went to jail in New York. Tell me about it. Um, So <laughs> drug addict, you know, currently still, yeah. but like not addicted anymore. Uh, not currently actively using, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's been 11 years. Um, Congrats on that. Thank you. Let's just say um, I dropped out. Okay, so something you should know about me is I'm actually not very smart, but I'm the hardest worker in the room. Like, yeah. most people don't know this, but like, I can barely read. Like, you really don't understand. I can barely read. So everything came from hustle and genuine connections. Yeah. And um, so... Sorry, that got so off off topic. Um, yeah, that was that was that was phenomenal because it's something that I've gotten to learn about you as I've known you. Is dude, you're a genuine ass person. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So yeah, so um, sorry. So uh, let's just say uh, I'm I'm a people pleaser, right? And I just wanted everyone to be happy. I was dating a 
drug dealer at the time. And um, so you're addicted to drugs, dating a drug dealer. Oh, good life choice. Yeah. Are you kidding? Obviously, that's called free. It is a good life choice. That was saving money. Like That's called saving money. That is going straight to the source. You get so much free drugs when you date a drug dealer. Duh. Wow. Yeah. And then you get like yeah. the security, you know, like just you make sure you're like protected, basically. Yeah. Like it's. This is the best both. Worlds. I don't know. I I like. You, you should have been dating one in L.A. when you had the fucking. Yeah, you know, right. The, yeah. That would have been great. That would have been very helpful. <laughs> yeah, but no. That's so you happen. got caught, right? So I was driving around on Xanax, got caught. Um, long story short, uh, my uncle at the time uh was a district attorney. Yeah. And of Nassau County, which is in Long Island. Yeah. Um, and long story short, he kind of spoke with the judge and was like. If you put my uh, niece in a drug court program, like we promise, she'll be good. She'll be great. She's, not she's a drug she's, dealer. Wink, she's wink. not gonna be like she's she's on a good path now. She really yeah. learned her lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, I go in there. My entitled ass like goes in there and uh, into like my drug court program uh-huh. rehab. And I think I'm smarter than everyone. I'm faking my drug test. I'm like leaving the county when I'm not supposed to. Meanwhile, you can't even read. I can't even. <laughs> yeah, no. For like actually though, like that's the thing. It's like. It's crazy. Like people say to me all the time, Emily, I don't understand how you made it this far. Like they just, they just don't get it. Like they don't get it, and that's fine. Um, but the secret is, like I said, just being a good person and doing the good things. And anyway, I'll get to that. So, long story short, I thought I was smarter than everyone, and um, my own. I left. The, so the first time I went in there is because my dad called up and he ratted out on. He ratted me out, and he said that I left the county, and they. Yeah, my own dad. But Not it's okay. Good. I know, I know, but it's okay. He he did it. For, I mean, whatever the reason he did it for, he yeah. did it. Uh, so they put me in jail for a week. Um, I was still heavily using drugs, so I had a seizure my first day in jail. And um, that also, that first night, like, it's just like, kind of like how you, like, the setup is like how you see it on 60 Days In. Like, yeah. it's kind of, it's just like that, right? So there's like an upper layer and a yeah. bottom layer. I yeah. was on the bottom. Okay. And the girl above me... Uh, she decided to take her sheets and try to hang herself right in front of my. She was day one. Like, day one, like right Fuck. in front of my cell, I see some girl like about to jump out, and this one of the girls, like the other girls, that was like you know a set like uh, a convict, yeah, a criminal, like whatever. Yeah. Um, she was like screaming at the. Can I say it? Yeah. She was screaming at the security guard, cheesy dick motherfucker. You go get her. Go get her ass. You slow. Ch-. This dude was so cheesy overweight. Dick you cheesy dick motherfucker. I will never oh forget that. I've never heard that before. God. I learned so much in there and just yeah, time. yeah. Um, wow. So that was your welcome to jail. So that was my welcome. That was that was great. Which and one was more traumatic, the cheesy dick motherfucker or the girl who was trying to to harm herself? <laughs> Definitely the girl trying to harm herself. She was actually was, she was actually trying to like take her life. Oh no, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, really no, hundred percent. Yeah, that's she she was yeah she was not she was not. Okay, there. so you're in jail. You get out. Hey, how's the food in there? <sighs> I didn't eat. I lost yeah. so much weight. Yeah. So yeah. so I don't have any weight to lose. Fuck. I'm a hundred pounds. I'm five. Two. Yeah, you can't really tell in the hoodie right now, huh? She's tiny as shit. Look how small she is. I'm a small human. Yeah, she's um, so small. So, <laughs> I'm a very resourceful person. I know I can't fight. I'm addicted to Coke and Xanax. So I'm like <laughs> literally 96 pounds. Like, I'm like, I can't fight. I can't hold my own. I don't want one of these girls touching me. Like, I need to figure a deal out. So yeah. I pulled the biggest girl aside. I'm like, yo, how about this? For the time that I'm here, you can have every single one of my meals except yeah. for my slice of bread. I'm allowed to have yeah. my slice of bread. You can eat the, the rest of it. Have my back. She goes, I got you, B. Fuck yeah. And I was like, Fuck sick. Yeah. So in that three weeks, yeah. I learned how to thread eyebrows with a tampon string. Okay. I learned how to make a scrunchie out of a sock. Okay. 
Do you still use these life skills? No. You don't no. thread your eyeballs with a tampon string? Anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> but hey, if we're ever in the woods, we get stuck. Like, yeah. I can keep our beauty a little bit on point. Okay. So that's, that's what we're going to be worried about when we're stuck yeah. in the woods. I mean, if we're hot, like sweating, we have no hair tie, you cut, cut the top of your sock off and now and you, you got a hair, hair tie. tie out of that? You're welcome. Yeah. Science. Wow. Life skills here today. It's folks. amazing. Coming from Emily Samuel. Mind I can't blown. even read. No. I am going to briefly interrupt this podcast to ask you to leave a five-star review and rating on whatever platform you're listening in. If you do this and screenshot and send it to the Grower Die Instagram page, you are going to be entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We're going to be picking people every other week. And listen, the show gets like 10, maybe 15 reviews per week. So your odds are going to be pretty high in there. So... If you do that for me, it would be an amazing help. Let's get back to the show. So you go from jail and being addicted to drugs. Uh, I mean, how did you get, did you go to rehab? How did you get yeah, out of your addiction? So, so, okay. So after jail, I was like, yeah, I don't want to go back to that. That wasn't, that was not fun. Yeah. Um, that was like a I good can't imagine it would be. dose of reality. That, that was not fun. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was like, you know what? I just got sick and tired of being like feeling like a loser mm-hmm. and I got sick and tired of like living this lifestyle. Like I was adopted by these very well off, nice, like nice family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was they were, like my mom's a lawyer. Like I was just ruining their reputation. Yeah, like I was yeah. just like, you know what? I'm so sick of like, I'm just sick of this. So was there ever a point where they were like, what are you fucking oh, our name up? Like, yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> when I went to rehab, I'm pretty sure they told the rest of my family that I was at a retreat. Um, I was at like a wellness retreat. Like, I'm pretty sure that. Like, I mean, they're not like they're not wrong. <laughs> and then I outed myself because, um, uh, I lo- my cousin Monica, I love you to death. I'm going to talk about you real quick. She had a stroke. Don't worry, she's fine. I yeah. promise. She was on a plane. Yeah. She had a minor little stroke. Yeah. She's totally Monica. Cool. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, she's great. So, um. My aunt on Facebook, my everyone is like a big Facebook people. My course, family course. on Facebook, she goes like they're she, they're just keeping everyone's uh, updated on Monica's like status and how she's doing. They're like, all right, Monica's off to rehab today, and everyone started coming. Saying, oh my god, that's amazing! We're so great. She's walking, blah blah blah. So I comment, I'm like, no one was this happy when I went to rehab. Ah! <laughs> and I got like ten phone calls from my family being like, Emily. That wasn't funny. We told people you were at a retreat, and I'm just like, oh no. Uh, okay. okay, so so I'm like so it's ten Moni- years later, it's fine. Monica, they Monica thought it was, was funny. Monica origin. thought it was funny. Yeah, that's all that really matters. Yeah, they, my cousins thought it was hilarious. She needed the good vibes at the time. Oh yeah, she, yeah. They, we have the best. We like we can laugh at dark things. Yeah. In my family. I can tell. Yeah, I can good. tell. It's you good. were before we started recording. We were all fair, and she's telling me she loses. I was hiding under her table from these two men trying to not get raped, and she was like laughing about it. But you know what's funny on the Grow and I podcast, I've had people come on and talk about laughing over your traumas and like, hey, it's way healthier. So me. Way healthier than crying yeah. about them, in my opinion. Okay, so um we were in jail because we were dating a drug dealer. We got free mm-hmm. drugs. We got busted awesome. by that. We went to rehab to mm-hmm. get the drugs little situation yep. out of our system while oh. we were in jail. Yeah. Wait, sorry. So I was under house arrest. That was, so I forgot Did that. Did you part. have a little ankle monitor? No, I didn't. It was okay. that cool. Um, okay. No, they trusted my dad to wrap me out. Fuck yeah. Uh, so um, they, were, they had intel. They were like, she's not going anywhere. <laughs> so I was under house arrest. <laughs> it was so mean. Um, and uh, the only place they let me go is AA meetings, like, and the gym. 
Yeah. And that's how I got addicted to fitness yeah. is I wasn't right, allowed I to go anywhere. Place, so I would try. be in the gym for three hours, Shit. three hours. Yeah. I just didn't want to be home. I was like, screw this. And I just started working okay, out and I was like, you know what? Just working on your fitness. I love this. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to make other women feel, or people in general, just like feel yeah. good about themselves. Like show people there's no excuse. Like I can barely yeah. read. I was in drugs. I was in jail and I turned my life around. I ended yeah. up training celebrities. Like, do you have any men that you train? Sorry? Do you have any men that you train right now? Yeah, of course. Oh, shit. Yeah, of course. Talk about training celebrities. How do you like, um, how did you get into that? So I'm a founding trainer of this gym called Dog Pound that started out in New York. Yeah. Um, that is, it was basically, if you guys don't know what Dog Pound is, it's basically like a celeb favorite gym. Oh, so no it all started out with all these Victoria's Secret models going you think there. I can get in? Yeah, hell yeah. For sure. You got me. <laughs> you can pay 300 bucks a session. Yeah, that's, oh, that's it's nothing. crazy. Yeah. Um, that's nothing. So, <laughs> I know, I know, right? So, um, I started training a bunch of these celebrities. A lot of press came around. And then these cele- like this is where it goes back to being a good person. I'm not the smartest person in the room. When it yeah. comes down to it, like, you are t- a million times smarter than me. Yeah. You probably deserved to be in those situations more than I did. No, a thousand percent. Like, I'm being real. Yeah. But the thing is, is I think I can connect with people on a different Mm -hmm. level. And I think my genuine intention and like genuinely wanting to help people. And it was like, I was training celebrities before like Instagram was like, like the whole clout chasing thing. Like that wasn't even like in my head. You know what I mean? It was just, um, I just wanted to make my parents proud to show them that I can like turn, that I want, that I turned my life around and I could make something out of myself. That's what I really wanted. And I wanted to show other people, like there's literally no excuse. If I can do it, anyone can, anyone can, anyone like, there is just no excuse. So there's something to be said about the ambition though. Um, you know, are you familiar with Alex Hormozzi's work? I'm an addict. So that's the ambitions just. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's innate inside of you. Yeah. Um, he talks about, and I, I'll, I'll liken this back to your situation. He talks about if you give a lazy person a problem and they solve that problem, they're going to solve it using lazy metrics, which is going to be very easy for you to understand. If you give a super smart or a hardworking person the same problem, they're going to use hard work to come mm-hmm. up to the metrics. So you have to learn to leverage the lazy. And I've chatted about that quite often um, on the show previous. I find it the same to be like really smart versus people that aren't as intelligent. Right. If you've got an IQ of fucking 140, the way that you're going to problem solve in your life is going to take you much longer than say you have an IQ of like what the average like 100 is like 105 yeah. IQ. Yeah. Like they're, you're just trying to fuck it. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. I need to get there. Yeah. And this person is trying to like make all these steps. When it comes to entrepreneurship, it's fascinating because in my personal experience, like the smartest person isn't typically the one that makes it the furthest because they have this analytical so way true. of viewing things. Kind of like the dumber people, like it's, me and you. No, that's <laughs> we so make true. It. No, it's so yeah. true. I cannot agree with that more. The most successful yeah. people that I've trained, most of them have been college dropouts. Yeah. You do not understand. Like it is insane. Like the richest people that I've trained. Yep. Did not go to Harvard. Yeah. They just worked harder than everyone and else. You know what's super funny? The folks that, um, uh, this kind of goes to some of Jordan Belford's book. Um, the people who were the college dropouts, who build the success, 
I would talk about leveraging the lazy. They learned to like leverage the Ivy League. Like, oh, you're such a hard worker. Like you got through yeah. Harvard. Like, yeah. okay, here's Come your, work for me. Here's your $110,000 base salary job that you can go home and tell your family that yeah. you got. And now you are going to work so hard to make me a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And like, you're going to make this salary and you're going to think you're really doing the thing because you're off of mommy and daddy's totally. tit. Totally. And it, 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 it's funny because as I, I, I like into your life experience, man, my most successful friends are like not degenerates they're right like they're like straight up degenerates it's insane like we're just giant kids yeah like we're all giant kids like that's why i'm saying like people look at me they're like i don't know how you did this like you were like how did you get this far like i don't know it's it's kind of just crazy but um like i said just being a good person yeah working really 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 hard chat 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 about what this far is you've been involved in so many things and you're currently blowing up the fitness industry and the gym scene with the booty box yeah how did you come up have you seen them at lift atx absolutely and it gets used all the time i know i know they they bought two of them um yeah i I think it's absolutely phenomenal it's this it's this deficit rectangular box component you can do deficit work in it has a wide Based platform so you can yeah, adjust your foot setting you can put resistance bands on it to do a whole bunch of resistance bands of this like for glutes it's really yeah. insane yeah um i think it's a phenomenal innovation how did you come up with that the need for it i was literally yeah. in my garage and i was like yeah, you have a sick garage gym don't you thank you yeah, yeah. um i was sick I, I had like normally most of the time i have really long nails on i just took them off for a month to let them breathe but yeah. i normally have really long nails on and i was trying to grab the plates and make like a platform i was like yo i keep breaking my nails yeah this is so annoying i'm oh, five shit. foot two like yeah. these 45 pound plates are so annoying to lug around i just and my friend one of my my business partner he's a really good friend of mine his name is kevin burton yeah. um he does like woodworking stuff and i hit him up like for fun and i hit him up i was like yo make me this box and i sent him the design that i wanted and he made it for me and i was like all right now i want to add this and he's like okay so then he added the platform thing after and i was like cool and then a lot of people started hitting me up and they're like yo this is great within the first 24 hours of it launching it was in five gyms wow um and now, Congratulations. We, thank you. And now uh, it's actually uh, being man- mass manufactured in Sweden right now. Amazing. So uh, we are making like an actual full blown like metal, very like durable like gym version of it. So now we're gonna sell that to gyms, and then we're gonna make an at home version version of it. Um, made out of like different material. But yeah, this is something that I realized that there was a demand for it because I myself called up and I was like, you know, this is great for people. For gyms, A, just like a, like lift ATX and then people that are personal trainers or just want to get like a great glute workout that don't have a lot of pieces of equipment in their own home. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this is versatile. It's good for all ages. Like you can't screw this up. You know what I mean? So um, I just realized there was a demand for it, a crazy demand for I it. I love that. And uh, we started selling them. I sold like a couple on Facebook market and it flew. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Let me double the price and see what happens. Yeah. Flew again. Sure. And I'm just like this is fun. And, um, let's just keep, just keep going. Yeah, let's <laughs> keep going. Um, but that's kind of what I do. So I had a clothing company out in LA. I sold out twice. That yeah. was fun. Then I started the fitness app. I still have that. And then Travel Wall Club, I was in a couple hotels um, within uh, Texas and Los Angeles. Um, yeah. So, and then it's just kind of like, okay, I did that. That was fun. What's next? You know what I mean? I, I like to... Um, dip my hands in a lot of different things because like I said, I'm not that smart and I don't like working for other people. So I need to come up with my own ways of making multiple uh, sources of residual income because that's the only way I'm going to survive because I have no sugar daddy taking care of me. I have no boyfriend taking care of me. My parents don't give me a dollar. Since I got out of rehab, they've not given me a dollar. Like I've worked my butt off, you know? So um, 
I was like, and I got a bougie lifestyle. I like nice yeah, cars. Yeah, you, you need nice things. I like nice cars. I was like, how much money do I need to make this month? How can wow. I make this happen? Okay, great. You keep challenge saying that you're not very smart, but you're extremely resourceful. And I would say that I, I would challenge you on the not very smart thing because the, the, the reality of the situation is there's an inherent intelligence that comes with just figuring out, one, how to make a lot of money. Like, I know how hard that is. Um, some people just attract money, though, for real. Like, I think, some people just I, think I attract money. it. Yeah. I do. I do work um, hard, but I think I attract it at the same but, time. But there's also something to be said about just simply being able to find the p- the path of least resistance. And you're taking something so simple like logging 45s across your gym floor I don't like doing this. Let me create something that makes other people not feel this. See, I don't like have like my yeah. brain doesn't do that. Yeah. And, you know, um, I have a funny uh, scenario that I like in this, too. I think about the guys that made silly bands. You know, they made you remember silly bands. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, those those like little yeah. like okay, okay, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I'm really aging myself here. <laughs> I didn't like here. that. Okay, okay, so like those are being sold for like four ninety nine or something for yeah. like packs of whatever it was, but and it was, like, everyone had them, and they made millions and yep. millions and millions yep. of dollars, like enough for their kids to live yep. off of forever. And it was this stupid fucking idea of rubber bands yep. that are simply. Yeah, that are animal or logos or whatever, Um, which still to this day, like I'm quite fascinated. They were able to get rubber to stay like (laughs) a mold. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wonder how they did that. But you're continually doing this at a really high level. I would say that you're pretty dang smart. And um, I'm a little autistic. I think you might. (laughs) Like I think honestly, like to be honest with you, I actually think that's like what it Uh, is. What's that called? Is it like Asperger's? I'm not very familiar with it. I know there's like really high. There's a really good chance that that's true because my biological mom and my biological sister, when I found them, my parents didn't even know this, but like they're both mentally slow. Like they didn't know that I had a sister. She's younger than me, but my mom is mentally slow. She's got the mind of like an 11 year old. Yeah. Way. Yeah. And same thing with my sister. How's communication with with? Um, we write letters to each, like, so I come, like, my, I'm come from nothing, like, right? So I come from, like, literally, when I tell you Trailer Park, like, it's called College Park, Georgia. Like, my brother was the only white kid in his entire school. It's, like, where Two Chains is from. Like, that's where I'm from. And, um. So, so is that why you got put in the adoption system? Oh, no, my dad went to jail for selling drugs and guns and fighting Mm. and robbing. (laughs) Yeah, so my biological dad was, like, like a, like a. Like I guess a gang guy, like yeah. I don't know, in a, a, gang, in a gang. Like exactly. I don't know, I don't know what they're called. Someone in a, like the guys like ride motorcycles in a yeah. gang. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he. I'm friends with some of those guys here in Texas. So, well, they're great friends to have. They're awesome. If exactly. If I need any issues, I you just, just call them. Yeah, them up. <laughs> they're totally. So my dad, um, he was in and out of jail, and my mom is mentally slow. So yeah. they're like, oh, she can't take care of a kid. No way. So um, yeah. they put me up for adoption, and I was very, very fortunate to be adopted by these people. Um, they have they were incredible to me growing up. They gave me everything I ever wanted. I grew up a spoiled brat. Yeah. Um, they were great. So, so I. I'm very, I literally truly feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world. Like I really do, truly. You went from rags to riches because of the adoption system like so fast. Um, How old were you? I was a baby, like fresh out the, like baby. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, oh, this is crazy. So, so my biological mom, um, I didn't know I had a younger sister. I'm like, yo, why would you give a kid up for adoption and have another kid? And then I didn't, like, then I found out that she was slow. But um, yeah, so two years later, she had my sister Gloria and then bailed on her and like left her homeless. Yeah. And like no when I found way. my yeah, when I found my sister, she was like, um, 
not in the best in the best place. So I like financially take care of her and help her out and make sure that she's okay. Still? Yeah, I've never met yeah, her or anything so like nice. that or I've never like met any of my family in person. My dad unfortunately um passed away uh from an overdose when I was 4, so that's where the whole yeah. I guess the drug addiction thing got passed down, but yeah. good thing I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said about the kindness of a person who steps up and is able to take care of someone like a sister you never even know yeah. existed. Um, but it's funny, I was chatting with one of my friends in the elevator um, at my place before I came here, and it was right after I sent you the message of like, dude, like, whichever coffee you got me is like, great, <laughs> like, Emily's type person. So she asked to get me coffee, like, 9 a.m. this morning. I was like, fuck yeah, please, please do. Um, and then I responded late, because my do not disturb is always on, about I, I prefer a hot coffee over cold coffee. And she's like, oh my gosh, I got you a cold coffee. Again, I responded late. And she turned back around and she got me this hot coffee that you guys see on the YouTube, because that's just the type of person that she is. I think mm -hmm. that's absolutely fascinating. And I really appreciate it. Thank a ton. you. Of You're course. so yeah. freaking kind. Um, it all comes okay, back. So it does. That's why I think I I've been so blessed. Like, I that. truly believe that. Like, yeah. I truly but, believe that. Okay, so how do you feel? One of my biggest pet peeves. Okay. The people that post the shit on TikTok that of course it goes viral of them like doing nice things for other people pisses me. I feel like that is so counter. It drives me. Yeah. Does that piss you yes, off? Yes, it does bother that makes me. Your skin crawl. It a does bit. bother me. Um, I remember living in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and every single day I would go to Gold's Gym. If you go to Gold's Gym in Venice, you know when you drive there. Um, that entire street driving up to it, it's just tense. It is just tense. bad. Dude. It's bad. It's really bad. It used to not be. Um, Ever like, since the entire time I was there, it was always really bad. Yeah, 2017, 2018, for um, me and my girlfriend at the time, we're going out quite often. Yeah. Because we were about to move there. Yeah. We wanted to move there. And it was so nice and amazing, beautiful and stunning. And then it started like, yeah, definitely dripping. On the backside of Gold's, yeah. they have the outdoor area. Yes. And there's tents that are yep. anchored to the, the and it just smells like poop. Like it it's like it's just not it's Nasty. not a vibe. Um, yeah, but it's Nasty. it's Gold's gym. It's legendary. You gotta got you just gotta go. You gotta go take um, a picture for the green wall. The shipping. Like, why is <laughs> yeah, that cool? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just why is that cool? It's just the wall. I don't Simeon know. Panda took a picture there. I don't know. It's like, crazy. Um, yeah. So every day that I would go, I would bring a case of waters with me. Yeah. And um, there was this uh, homeless guy that I like. Because like homies with, because yeah. I used to drive a Porsche. I was like, yo, just look out for my car and I'll give yeah. you five bucks if nothing happens to it when I get back. Yeah. And he's like, deal. So I would like <laughs> do that every time. And I was like, yeah. and one day I was like, you need anything? He goes, pillows and like maybe some water. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I got you. Yeah. So every single time, every single day, I would go to gold with a case of waters in my trunk and, um, and like whatever else I, yeah. whatever else I felt I had, you know what I mean? Extra mm -hmm. to give. And I remember dating this guy at the time. And um, I never told anyone that I did this. Yeah. I never like people would, in the gym would see me doing this. You know what I mean? But I would never tell anyone. And he was driving with me in the car and he was like, yo, what are you what are you doing? And yeah. I was like giving water to homeless people. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's like, oh, he's like, you do this all the time. And I was like, yeah. And he's just like he was like mind boggled by it. He goes, you don't feel like endangered by them. And I'm like, no, like, yeah. what do you mean? I was like, no, no, no. Now you became an asset. No, you, I, like, you became a way for them to survive. So they're going to look back out for you. It's just like my brother's my best friend. And I know he was homeless at one point. And um, 
after that, I was like, if that were my brother, I would want someone to help him. I feel so uh, and like, don't don't get me wrong. A lot of those people are shitbags and like yeah. deserve to be out there. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, there's some bad people. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh yeah, gosh, for sure. Emily, just today, I literally wrote it on my thing just fucking today. Um, I'm driving back from the gym. I'm crossing under 35. Yeah, yeah. Um, on 6th. And I see like these two dudes getting into it like, across the <laughs> way the directly best. underneath the highway. And I'm like, oh, dude, like they're about to fucking scrub it out in front of me. Like I'm here for yeah, like, seats. traffic is stopped in front of them. Yeah. People were turning left. They're in the middle of the road. So now it's my turn to like get front row action. You're like, okay. And I start pulling up. This dude has he's gripping a fucking knife. Yeah. In yeah, his dude. shit. And they're getting close. They, and I'm oh. like, nah, hey, I don't want to see this yeah, shit no, anymore. No. I don't want to know don't what happens. My car, next. Yeah. I'll be a witness. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude, now, witness. I don't yeah any now of this. I gotta be late to the podcast because I just yeah. witness this man yep. stab another man. It's crazy. It's probably like over drugs too. Yeah. Dude, there's some real bad people. Um yeah. last winter it was brutal outside. Yeah. And um I think you've seen the yeah, you've seen the view from my place. And like yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. see like I can see everything along the trail. It was icy, yeah. And no, no, along the trail at night, you just see these fires pop up. Oh, almost people, people are just trying are to stay warm. Makes sense. Yeah. Like you just, wow. Nightfall would come. They would start Fire. pitching. Dude, it was insane. Wow. Um, and, you know, it really hurt my heart uh, pretty bad. And I, you know, I love waking up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'd be like going to do my cardio or something. And I would like see like these fires just dimming. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I just like what their night entailed. Yeah, it's rough. I was just hanging out with my fucking heat on 68 and I'm in my nice, cozy, apartment downtown austin 30 fucking floors Mm -hmm. in the air and like they're they're just like that that to me it just hurt my heart but coming from a former drug addict a lot of it comes down to choices i'm not even gonna lie to you especially in places where there are some so many opportunities there are i don't care what anyone says like there are opportunities like my like my brother was homeless and i and i like wanted to understand i was like how were you homeless he goes it was the choices i made yeah like i made bad choices like i just was you know what's crazy? There's this guy that I've, um, well, real fast, I want to get to that because I, I had this guy I want to bring on the show who's yeah. homeless by choice in downtown Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is so cool. He's not strung yep. out. He's he's just dope. Yeah. Um, just doesn't want to fit so, to society norms. Yeah, he just doesn't totally want understand. to. Like, he's choosing to be homeless. I, I want to get him on the show so bad. That'd be cool. Um, so this one morning, it's like 4.30. I'm going to Lifetime. I'm doing my thing. And I... I just pick up some things and put them in my book bag um, that I have like spare in the house. And there was this unopened thing of cashews. And I'm like, you know what? Someone can probably use some cashews. And so I left them at the like doorstep of the the place that I live because right in front is someone living homeless yeah. there. There's a heat vent keeping them warm. Yeah, leave them right in front. <laughs> I come back, you know, 15 minutes later from cardio, and I, as I'm walking up, like I see it's been moved, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, person stomped on it. That person <laughs> stomped on it. <laughs> There's cashews. There's cashews. Peanuts only. It's like mother. It is fucking six degrees. All right, it's probably like twenty degrees out, but it feels like fucking six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just grateful. Like fuck you, mother. Did I do that in New York City? Like in New York City, you stomped on someone's cashews. No, we would take. (laughs) We would at Dog Pound. We would take the. We would get like deodorant, like tweezers, mm-hmm. like tampons, like socks, like everything. Because New York winters, they're different. Yeah. They are different. So, um, and I would, 
I was living in uh, this really high-rise apartment in New Jersey at the time, and I would commute. So I would go to Port Authority bus terminal, long story short. I would take these huge Ziploc bags around Christmas time yeah. and try to give them out to people. Like 50% of them told me to fuck off. Yeah, they don't want that. Like, they don't want that. What do you mean, yeah. sir? You're yeah. what do you mean, sir? Like you're shitting your pants. Like you probably <laughs> yeah. need like a napkin. Here, yeah. like take and a you wet don't nap. Want the fucking napkin. Yeah, like there's some water, like go wash your butt. Like Mark Rector was on the show um a few weeks back and he was chatting about um their bartering system. And amongst the homeless people, he was homeless. He 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 had a homeless stint here. Uh phenomenal podcast. When you're done listening to this one, make sure to go check out that Mark Rector episode. Um oh he's the so, tatted up guy. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him so at Lyft sometimes. Dope. That's yeah. my guy. That's awesome. Um so he's on the show and he's talking about their bartering system and how like if it's not something they can trade, like most of them don't want food. Yeah. Like if it's not something that they can trade, then they're just not really gonna find a way to to resource or use use it um and he actually shifted my um thought process on some of them because what got him into rehab was he hit rock bottom so he's like i'm fine like giving money to these people who have a clear drug addiction because maybe this is the time they're going to hit rock bottom and figure to make a change for their lives and like mark was once in that spot and now he's in an complete polar opposite yeah, spot it's amazing um i love those stories i yeah, really do because it's like, such a small percentage of people that get out of it not gonna lie like it's it is such a small percentage of people like actually get out of addiction and like can stay sober if you look it up i'm pretty sure the, the statistics are like only two percent yeah so it's like crazy so i love Which hearing make those a stories lot of sense. it'd make a lot of sense because i mean i've lived in downtown austin about five years now um you see the same people mm-hmm. like, all the time it's real interesting when like you watch the genesis of someone new come in. Yeah. Who it's you haven't sad. seen before. It's sad. And they still look like the normal part, like they're Give part of society. Yeah. yeah. And then like every month you kind of watch it. And then there's the one. And maybe it is around that six month time. That's just, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, things are really yeah. bad there. Um, it's crazy to watch, it's crazy to see it. Definitely pulls at my heartstrings, but at you know, at the same time, and after chatting with you, I think it's kind of further validating my belief system of they're kind of better off. Like, what are you going to do to reintroduce them to society? If if they get, how are you going to take a person that's been homeless? Um, the person I'm thinking of right now, he's been homeless since he was like 16 or something. I told a story about him on the Mark Rector episode as well. He's like 51 now. Mm-hmm. Dude's been homeless 37 years. Mm-hmm. He don't want help. No. And here's another. You, you give him a rent, Emily? Yeah. What the fuck's he yeah. going to do? He has a rent. He has a car payment. He has like, what's, yeah. what the fuck's he going to do? So listen to this. So did you hear, ever hear of Charlie and like the dream bus or whatever, the dream bus or whatever, dream Not, bus. So long story short, he finds people that are desperate in need, raises a ton of money for them okay. and either helps them get off the street, helps them like get a new home or like helps a kid that, you know, can't walk, like whatever it is, they, they pick someone. And I know someone that was like working and touring with him. And he said to me straight up that, most of the people that like the ho- like all of the people all of the homeless people that they have helped every single one of them have become homeless again yeah. after getting hundreds of thousands of dollars one of them had bought an escalade he like did all these things no joke what the fuck what the fuck ended up in the same spot he was what in it's like fuck? these people like 
you can give them all the tools in the world to succeed. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. It's like, okay, I'm going to take this drug addict, put you in rehab. Everything is going to be fine. You're going to be totally fine. No, dude, 2% of those people are successful. Same thing with homeless people. As sad as that is, they don't know how to manage money. They don't know what to do with it once they have it. They don't understand. So it's about habits. It's not about resources. It's about habits. Totally. There's an astronomical, uh, astronomically high percentage of people that win the lottery that end up in the same spot that they were in previously. Exactly. Um, And I I know the the same holds true for people that undergo a ton of weight loss and things like that. They always end up that lose everything and ends up like offing them. You know what I mean? It's sad. Yeah. The athletes one is an interesting, um, that's an interesting one for me. Um, people uh, like listening to this show might be like, how the fuck could an athlete like lose all this money? They had so much like, dude, you're taking people who like, not to overgeneralize, but you're taking people that didn't grow up in that position. And for, you know, 18 years of their life, they had these habits. Now they went to college and they got a little bit of whatever, but they're still taking care of people back here. So they still have these habits Mm -hmm. and now they get like all this money. But with this money, you're still rooted in taking care of people back here yet, you know, 40% for taxes, whatever percent to the union of, of your organization, whatever percent to your agent, like, dude, Five million turns to three hundred thousand so, very so quickly, and they and, buy an expensive house. Yeah. They they're going to maintain that money, and then they don't. They get yeah. injured. Something happens. They buy mama the, a house. They buy you know pop a vehicle. The, they yeah, and it's it's too much. I think it was Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom was a basketball player. Yeah, he yeah. had like he was paying some absurd amount of people's phone yep. bills, like a hundred yep. people's phone yep. bills. And it's like, dude, a hundred people, like, I don't know what my phone bill is every month. Like, yeah, it's not cheap. No, but and, do that for that many that people. For, and, yeah, crazy. like he might have had a big contract, but that's 20 G's a month going to yeah. other people's fucking yeah. phone bills. Yeah. That's insane to yeah. me. You guys, I'm going to interrupt the show really quickly to tell you about the Grow or Die Facebook group that is jam-packed with knowledge. Not only am I going to be having guests from the Grow or Die page come in there and talk exclusively to you guys, we are going to share tons of information about sex, about relationships, about mentality, about wealth, about health that we are going to continually be building upon. And it is a literal one-stop shop for continual self-improvement in the areas of your life and bedroom, your wallet, and the way that you see yourself and see the world. So please join the free Grow or Die Facebook group a ridiculous amount of value in there. Let's get back to the show. Um, okay, so you're living in New York. Uh, what transpired the move to, to Los LA? Angeles? My boss um, said that when they, so when we opened up the LA location, half the trainers from New York went to LA and then they hired um, some new trainers. And apparently there was a huge gap between the OG trainers and the new trainers because the OG trainers were very like, we started this, like, you're lucky to be on this boat, like, ego. blah, blah, blah. Definitely. Major. Like, major ego. I'm not even going to lie. So he sent me there to help bridge that gap between the, t- between the two groups, basically. Also, we were filming for um, a Netflix show. Um, we were filming the pilot, and he took some of the trainers, and that's when we were in Qatar. So when I was out in Qatar with some of the other trainers, we filmed for a Netflix pilot. And then um, that was supposed to be launched— Shit, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. Um, <laughs> and then, so I'm not stopping. I'm pretty. You. I'm 90 sure that it was Adam Levine's film people yeah. that like. And then 
Uh, my boss and Adam Levine had a falling out. I'm not like we're not we're not getting into details, but they had like a little falling out, and then Adam pulled his film crew. No way. Yeah, but but it's fine because like I actually like Loki didn't want to yeah. be on that because I was already on a different yeah. TV show. Yeah, um, and it was just it was a lot, and I just told them, you like, hated it. You didn't like it. No, because like they had me play this like role and on it and that's like very not me do you want to tell us what it is or no i was like this big gold digging bitch and like that's so not me like <laughs> i actually date broke guys all the time like go look at my history like go look at my dating history they're she like, said she dates broke no, guys do, all, yeah, the time. Broke guys. all the time i'll tag um, them in the comments below yeah if dude. you have like tattoos <laughs> from like neck to your toe like you look like you're fresh out of prison and no money in your account <laughs> Wow. Wow. I don't think they listen to this show, but if they do, her DMs are wide open. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Speaking of your DMs, what do the DMs look like of a of a attractive IG fitness I am boss not, babe? I am not the typical. You'd be actually yeah. very surprised. Yeah. I will actually pull it up for you right now. Yeah. Just to prove it to you. You get mostly women. You don't get any dudes. No. Really? When I was in New York, I would definitely have like some athletes would come into the gym yeah. and like train, and then as soon as they left, they would hit me up and be like, "That's so weak." That's yeah, so I weak. know. That's but, so like, weak. I'm not gonna lie; like some of them pulled through. Like I have, ah. like I'm not gonna even lie to you. Like one Let's or two go. of them pulled through. Um, but that's weak to not approach in person. Well, they like they would be like, "Yo, what's up? like?" They well, they their their whole thing was like, "Oh, this is a, like that's your professional setting, like that's your professional, like whatever." So I wasn't trying nice to creep on you, whatever. That's I was nice like, "Okay, I respect it." You yeah, know. that's um. Okay, I'm I'm too chicken to know how to approach you in your professional yeah. element. So if you look at my following, yeah, what does that say? Tell the audience. Oh my god! Because no one believes me. Eighty-four point eight percent women, fifteen point one percent men. Women, what's love your ages? Twenty-five, thirty-four, dude. Wow, you have some you have some very niche statistics. Good money making so, girl over wait, here. Wait, so any, any women sliding your DMs? No. Not no. in that way. Like, surprisingly, no. Yeah. I feel I, like I attract Lizzy vibes too because I kind of dress like a tomboy. Um, even though I'm not, I like I, I feel like you're I'm, a super girly I like boys. girl. Um, I like boys. No, I mean I am not. Broke I'm actually and tatted head to toe. Yeah, yeah, we love those. Love that. No, but I'm trying something new because that's not marriage material. That was fun, you know. But what, like, what are you trying now? I'm th like a nice guy, like maybe a cop, you know, like <laughs> like the polar opposite. No, but I am actually like kind of a cop right now, which is the funniest thing because oh I I straight up told the oh cop that I'm God. seeing now. I was like, so just a heads up. Like I used to be in jail. Is that cool? Like he was like, it's fine. I was like, hell yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> I still like kind of think jailbirds are hot. Oh no, like, for sure. Oh, I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah. God. Like I like that is what I'm primarily. I feel like to. that's like more drawing you back to your roots, and we should probably like get away from it. That. Yeah, that's why I'm trying the nice guy thing. You know, I'm trying the polar opposite. Uh, I see what's like, happening. I used to date the here. criminals. Now I'm dating yeah, the, the the opposite of the criminal. Your the life origin is rooted in criminalism. So your powerful man is like the people that fight criminalism and so you're either you're attracted to the jailbirds or the like the opposers yeah. which is the police officers yeah. fascinating how funny is that yeah i'm a weirdo women's brains are so, so interesting yeah that's like childhood trauma though that's like it, also, it I also, the reason also why you feel like you should work through any of that or no i don't like rich guys because they all like i've i've Train all facts. the rich guys. Like this, this is, is facts. facts. Like this is I facts. train all yeah. the rich guys. When I, why? they all because they can. Elaborate more. Because they can. That is. I want to elaborate That is more the best. So 
Let me let me give you a really nice little rundown, okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. But so we have I'm to living... take into account the female's role in this as well. So, so look, like, Let's half hear. of this... Okay, so I'm living in New York City, right? And this is an LA thing too, right? Like, the relationship isn't open. Mm-hmm. It's like what the woman is like, what I don't know doesn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. don't bring your side piece in front of me in the gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, like, don't let me, like, pass by you at Air One and, like, see you out with, like, yeah. you know, your girl. Um... But what I've noticed is the men that have a lot of money, because I've trained some of the wealthiest men in the world, like actually some of the wealthiest men in the world. Um, and what I've noticed with them is they A, get bored, and uh, B, they just have so much access to everything. Let me ask, if you have all the money in the world, why would you only buy one Ferrari and that's it? Wouldn't you have seven? And let me ask, so these women, right, like, like they are now introduced to this really amazing lifestyle. They're going on vacations. They are going on yachts. They are, have everything paid for. They, during their day, they don't work. They go out, they go to their, they go see their personal trainer. That's $300 an hour. Then they go get a $250 facial. Then they go to their Pilates class and have their avocado toast and they live their best lives. They don't have to worry about anything. They get to shut their brain off, right? So that's their role in this. Um, but then these men will have side pieces Mm -hmm. and these women are like low-key cool with it. You know what I mean? Because they get to be in that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Let's say she doesn't know she's signing up for that. Let's say the guy is like, you know what? Like, don't worry. Like, we're like, I'm committed to you. Like, don't like, nothing is going to change. It's just us. Let's say he now, you guys are now married. You guys have kids. And now he does go cheat and he does have a side piece and you don't work. And now you guys get divorced. Mm -hmm. Then what? Fucked. Yeah. You're in a bad situation. You're not living that lifestyle anymore. Some You're people on to the might next not like dude, this, that's but gonna this hurt is you. real. But it's real. That, no, it's real. happening in real time. I mean, it's it's happening in, in groups I'm affiliated with as well of highly successful people. Women love the powerful man, the man who's in charge. Now, this is a certain type of woman. Mm-hmm. So let me put that out there. There's a certain type of woman that these men that you're explaining will marry and they go after and they're all the same. So that's where the, that's where the issue comes into play is, well, the side piece is the exact same as the wife because there's a very specific type of woman yep, that submissive. is cool with this role. Yes. Doesn't She's ask so questions. submissive. And like now the side piece is basically getting the same perks that the wife is, but she's like a little bit newer, younger and flashier. So like now I leave you it's for that. Toy. Yeah, I mean, it's in Austin as well. It's in Dallas. It's in, it's literally in the circles. Imagine having the same car for 10 years. You want to drive around the same car for 10 years? When you have access, when you have that much like money? you said, to everything that's and everyone. That's the truth. Like now, I've been in these major cities. That's what happens. Like now, maybe not in small towns, but that's what happens in these major cities. Like, yeah, it's facts. It's the truth. A man who truly wants like the 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 boss kind of assertive kind of lay uh, lay the law type of woman, which is like very much so you know my style. Um, you're not going to be able to do that. You're That's not going to be able to do that. What do you you like the women that like lay the law down? You're saying I would think that you like more the submissive type well, that don't question like what you're doing and like why aren't you home at. 2 a.m. and like I feel like so there's you're like a very in-between. free spirit. There, I am. There's like an in between there. I can't see any yeah. you liking any type of control from someone. Yeah, the the, the controls vary in between. Okay. Um, let's dive into it. Uh, Maybe so. it's in the bedroom. Maybe I'm just like getting dominated in the bedroom. So, like, so I want I I I very much so enjoy submission in the areas of life like um within the bedroom. Okay, that's I think that's extremely enjoyable. I uh can't have someone who's trying to control my daily actions and my day-to-day life yet if there's the threat of if i fuck up 
And like, she's probably gone. I fuck with that. So don't ask me why I'm doing it at 2 a.m. I'm with the boys. I promise you. I'm yeah, with yeah, the boys. Yeah. I ain't with no, no woman at 2 a.m. Yeah. I'm with the boys or I'm in bed. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to be questioned. And as soon as I start getting questioned, dude, as soon it's as like, the woman starts it. questioning, it's done. I knew it. I knew it. Um, yet I want there to be the, the like. Is it just confidence? Like, like a woman knowing her worth? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like the value if I see prop. you do something like actually wrong, I'm going to be The value out. Like, prop. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, because I think there's a certain insecurity that comes. And now this is relationship dependent. This is everyone's going to have a different view on this. So y- you are not going to agree with this. And I would love to hear your thoughts. There's a certain type of insecurity that comes for you being like, what are you doing? Like, where are you? Oh, like, for sure. Fuck, I don't give a fuck where you're at. For sure. I don't give a fuck what you're and doing. And why aren't you caying what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't you oh, hitting me up? Why don't you that. care what the hell I'm doing? Like, I'm out. Like, if, I, that, if I'm seeing someone and I take a picture that I'm out and he doesn't hit me up, I'm like, who are you? We would never work. I don't want, yeah. Like, we would never like, work. Yeah, that's, that's why we're friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so the rumors on Reddit that come after this show, they're not true. No. <laughs> I can validate that. I can validate that. Not true. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, it's, I think. Um, what are you insecure of- about then? You're just, I'm not gonna you, lie. You, I like guys just, who are obsessed with me. I think every yeah. girl does. I'm very wrong. No, I'm gonna be honest with you. Every, no, a lot of a every, lot of girls do. I mean, not in like not a pathetic every, way. Not in a pathetic way. Not in a pathetic way. But in like a like, I know that they're not going anywhere type mm-hmm, of way. Mm-hmm. Like I know that I'm like. So that's safety and security. Yeah, I have a major abandonment issue. Right, put up for adoption. Right, right. I don't want abandonment <laughs> issues, dude. Like what? Like I don't want, I'm scared you're gonna leave me. So listen, in a hypothetical world. All right. Let's say let's say you and I are out together and we're supposed to be out together. Um, Like not as a couple, just like we're just exploring. Okay. I go up and I grab some drinks at the bar and a girl approaches me and we start talking, chatting, flirting, LOL. And but then I come back to the fucking like, haha, met a new friend. What's your reaction? I'd be like, I'm going to meet that friend over there. (laughs) I'm like, I see some tatted up juice monkey over and there. No, and now and now, and now it turned into competition. Yeah. Challenge accepted, bitch. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's run it, like, dude. Let's run it. No problem. This like, be a good you don't give me that attention, I'll get it from someone else. I don't care. Oh, like that's the thing. It's like Okay, okay. I so, a, like, I so your preferred route is like Mr. Police Officer goes to get some drinks at the bar, a woman comes up and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, like I'm here with somebody. Yeah. I fuck with that. I think that's respectful. I fuck with that. And you know why I fuck with that? Because imagine, imagine this. Imagine you're sitting down, like you went to the bathroom and I'm getting drinks and some dude starts hitting on me and I'm entertaining him when I'm out with you. Wouldn't you be embarrassed? Yeah. Low key. Like, would you be like a little bit embarrassed about that? Like, you're like, I don't, no. I mean, you, you know, because you're not possessive in the tiniest bit, but I like guys that are a little possessive. I do. Uh, like, I like a little toxic masculinity, uh, a little bit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fully healed. Hey, like this is this. I is might cheer you on. I might do yeah. fucking get it. Girl. <laughs> like, like all that I care about is like we fucking went home together. That's the only thing I care about at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, also like, down for like threesomes and swinging. I feel like I feel like not swinging, but oh, threesome. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, not yeah. You're into like more I had open guess, things. I am. I am. I'm down for a good like sex party. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just don't want your dirty dick in me. Bro. So, like, I don't so, know where you, like, you're going to throw off my pH balance. Like, I'm good. Like, I, <laughs> I don't want my pH. Like, Fascinating. You think I want a yeast infection? I don't want to deal with that. Do you know how and comfortable that is to work out with? What's beautiful about this is typically on the show, I'm chatting with people about like, how to fix these issues. <laughs> and I talk about 
not every issue needs to be fixed. No. This is your preferred romantic and relationship style. It's so funny. I had John Romanello on the show um, last week, and um, he's like a leader of the polyamory community. That's hilarious. And I know. And I would you love him, are I would, the like, opposite. But I, but I respect so, that because I know so many people 100%. that do that. And like, I'm like, yo, that is awesome. Like, I yeah. encourage that. Like, I have clients that are sugar babies. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like, you do you. Like, live that do like, I went to some sex parties in LA. Like, yeah. I didn't partake in it. I didn't know that I was going Ooh. to one. It was an eyes, they said it was an eyes wide shut party. I didn't yeah. know what that meant. Oh. I get there and I'm like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. There were some demonic vibes in there. I was like, people were wearing masks. Yes, I was like, bro. I got to get yes. out. Like, I'm not. God does not want me here. Yeah, like, it's I know, like, like, it's it's really intense. There's no, a it's ton great. of energy. Yeah, I yeah. just, I just don't want strangers inside. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. Um, so, because I get off to connection. Yeah, like that's what I get off to. Like, if I but don't have if that connection with you, I can't get off to. Like, I can't get off to I'm demisexual in nature. Like, I need a connection before we're, like, going to hook up. Exactly, like, yeah. But if I walk into a sex party, you're tied up in some closet, some dude sticking his schlong in you, and then, like, then he closes hey, the door. Why is he got to be sticking his schlong in me? No, I mean, like, in a female, <laughs> anyone, like, you're tied up in a closet, and, like, you know, I've seen, like, i actually yeah. seen this in LA. Yes. Some dude sticks his schlong in you, and yeah. then goes to, like, closes the it's door and thing. leaves. It's a thing. And he... I didn't know um, this until I went to LA. So how's like, Fifty Shades of Grey make you feel? I never saw it. And Wait. then, no, I never saw it. And then I went to this party and I was just like, yeah. oh, okay. This and is what the it, hype was about. It was wild. It was wild. I've been to some wild parties yeah. in LA that like I... Fifty Shades of Grey, to, to be truthful with you, I think I, like a lot of other people, really opened up my mind to like, oh, like that's interesting. I'm from Little Town in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like monogamy is the only that thing you know that you know. Of. Totally. Yeah, everyone's cheating on everyone. Like that's we crazy. were talking about like the big ballers cheating on people. Like, yeah, everyone knows it. That yeah, happens. yeah. These are like small town folks. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, they got a lot of problems. Yeah, and, like, yeah. so they're like, it, it, it just you. I've seen firsthand that that doesn't work for everybody. I've seen firsthand that the open stuff doesn't work for everybody. Like everyone's got their rhyme and reason. Yeah. And, and, and again, like to, to reiterate, it's so funny, the conversations that are had here. Cause you know, John Romanello, he has yeah. this beautiful marriage with an absolutely amazing woman. He has two beautiful relationships and connections with like two other women who are his girlfriends. And then you're over here like, no, I'll kill a bitch. Like I'll fucking slit a bitch's fucking throat. If she even looks at you the wrong way. No, I'm not like that. No, definitely. Like, no, I'm not like that. Like, if I don't know, like, I'm very into, like, you can look, right? If you entertain it, that's something different. Like, you know what I mean? If you're entertaining other people, like, I don't know. I'm just into, I'm old school, man. I love that. Committed relationship. Like, call me old school. I'm sorry. I'm not one of these, like, OnlyFans chicks that, like, like, no, no disrespect, no shade. Trust me, I train a lot of you guys. Um, No disrespect, but that's that's just not it's for just me. Not you. And that's cool. Yeah. Like to each their own, like to each their own. Yeah. It's like, don't worry, my body's banging underneath here, but I don't need <laughs> I don't need the whole world to see that, you know? Yeah. Like, to be honest, I'm just a much more sacred person. Like I think certain things are just meant for like my person that I'm with. Like I don't want the whole like I don't want the guy at Taco Bell seeing my vagina for $3.99. It's just Whoa, not me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not me, you know? So I just I would rather um make money like, I, in a hustling way it's and it was frustrating because like a lot of my friends mm-hmm. were doing OnlyFans stuff and they were making so much money and i'm just like crap i cannot so i can't do money. it i can't do it yeah. um and that's why i came up with all these companies because i had to keep up with these bitches 
that's your that's your heads up like like that's that that's what you have up on the competitions that you're going to continually be innovative um something fascinating that you've done is you started training people via facetime yeah that's been how's that work fuck dude awesome i train people all over the world your idea that was covid's idea i'm gonna steal it that it, can I be yeah. like so like easy I feel money. so guilty saying That's this because money. so many people suffered so bad during the pandemic. I made two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. That was my best year I've ever had. Yeah, because virtual training, sponsorships, like private train, like just everything. Just and then I was selling uh, my fitness kits and like just I crushed it. But virtual that goes training, back to you being resourceful. Like COVID yeah. happened, world shut down. Like you became. I kind of did something similar. I didn't. That wasn't my best year ever, but it, we killed it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to fucking you work have to, what you, you got. It out. You and it everyone out. had the exact same. That's how this podcast was born, mm-hmm. actually. Every everyone had the exact same opportunities yeah. in the exact same twenty four hours. But totally. what you did with yours is absolutely fascinating. So chat about that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just uh, worked my butt off during COVID, and uh, I had when I even when I moved to LA, like a lot of my New York clients were like, "I don't want to train with other people. I only want to train with Emily." And I'm like, because I train like a lot of the Victoria's Secret models, so like yeah. a lot of people literally just like to be like, "My trainer trains Victoria's Secret model." Yes, like people I like just that. to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of people that didn't want to lose me, mm-hmm. and a lot of my clients were bi coastal anyway, so they would do virtuals with me when they were in New York, and they would come train with me in person when they were in LA, but they did not want to lose me. Mm-hmm. I've had clients that I've trained in New York that have come to LA and Texas. I had a girl that I trained at four in the morning the other day. Shout out to Alyssa. Um, Came to my house at four in the morning and I trained her in my garage at four in the morning. I love that. I do not say no. Like, if there's a free hour in my day, like, fuck sleep. If there's money to be made, I show up. Yeah, like, let's go. I don't care. You know, most people won't fucking do that. Most people like take the weekends off and shit. Nah, if there's money, if there's dollars talking, like, in- and that's why they're employees and I'm an employer. Oh, that's the difference. Give me some. That's the difference. Give me some. Like, I work while it. you sleep, you know? Let's run it. Yeah, I work while you sleep. I was chatting with Danielle about this earlier today. Um, I was like, isn't it funny? Like, some people like have work hours. And yeah, I just have like that's gross. I have like a life that I just want to fuck. I love working. Yeah. Um, I cultivated a life as as you did as well. I cultivated a life around doing the work that I absolutely fucking love doing. It'll never feel like work. It'll never feel that way. Like it feels you, so good. And people spend so much of their time of their day at work. Why would you want to hate it? Like I feel so sorry for I those people. For people. Totally. But 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 some people like are cool with that. And I yeah, if that's, and that's your dream. Cool. I'm so cool with some that. Some people like the security. Like my um, parents would never ever start their own business like yeah. ever they they love security they love yeah. like my mom's a lawyer like they need that nine to five security but like me i was like i'm gonna go start a business and they freaked out yeah. freaked out and i was like i'm gonna prove to you i got this and yeah. yeah um i wasn't familiar with andrew tate until about last i wasn't familiar with him until like last week or so i had heard the name okay um whenever there's an unbelievably <laughs> polarizing figure i try to maybe hold off on my assertions or the research that I do on this person. I just keep hearing his name, keep yeah. hearing his name. Well, and the sh- in a show, maybe a few weeks back, there was a pivotal point with a guest and a conversation where my, if I had knowledge of this person, like I believe most people do, like you obviously do, it would have helped the conversation. So then like me as uh, the, um, I have to be the number one podcast in the world type dude that yeah. I am. I start researching. I've chatted with a few guests about him um, on the show. Uh, guests who have polar opposite views. Cool. 
And then I chat with him all fair about Andrew Tate. But um, I saw looking up Andrew Tate, now his shit pops up on my Instagram, right? Of course. Um, so I saw this thing he said the other day that he was talking about. Um, be careful with the goals that you have because the visualization at the finish line needs to be aligned with the stress you're able to handle. You see me riding in the back of this Maybach with the neon lights tinted out, yada, yada. And you're like, wow, I want to have that life. But do you actually want to have the stresses that come along with that life? And, and, you know, I can, I, I think that this is a large disconnect between my parents and myself is that the things that they're stressed about seems so minute, yeah, tiny, and and small. And I, I, my, they're doing unbelievable jobs. Like they're doing amazing jobs. Just different perspectives. Lives. It's just so different, different. Like the small town Ohio yep. versus like you know the things I like right now. I'm really stressed about planning an American tour for the podcast and hitting six different cities and making sure everyone gets what they I want. I can help you with that. And I'm like, well, fuck, let's fucking chat about in it. LA and New York. But I can like, connect you. With that's people. my fucking like that's my stress in life right now planning live events for yeah. my podcast that took off and like yeah. their life events are like they're real stressed about the next gop debate yeah yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know just saying? like you're on different dimensions and you i'm know? just like we can't have conversations it's because we're in such different places so another thing i realized um is that when you're successful and you start talking about your success, if you feel like you're bragging when you're talking to people, you're not with the right people. I love that. Does that make sense? I love that. Because sometimes when I would talk to people, I would like, look, you feel like I was bragging and I, instead of just like, like this is just my life. Like, yeah, I was in guitar. Like, yeah, I would just say things casually and it can't, it kind of, it, I sound like an asshole when I say it um, because so many people haven't been able to experience that. But that's why you need to surround yourself with that 1%. Because what happens when you surround yourself with five millionaires, you become the sixth. You're a product of your environment. And I cannot stress that enough. Like, when I was doing drugs, hanging out with shitbags, I was a shitbag. When I started hanging out with Victoria's Secret models, millionaires, and people that like... You became one. <laughs> I didn't become a Victoria's Secret model, but I became a lot more successful. Like, yeah. my mind, like, really took off. Um, Actually, one of the best pieces of advice, shout out Amelia Serhant. Ryan Serhant, you know, his no. wife was... A, connect actually is actually the girl who got me into dog pound and, and no really way. started yeah. off my career so okay. like i have honestly her to thank for my whole like basis anyway she she once sat down with me and she said i'll never forget this and she said emily like what are your goals what are your dreams and i said um, i don't know like i'm doing really well at equinox i'm top like i'm on top tier i thought i was crushing life and um i was like maybe i'll own my own gym one day and she literally laughed and she goes think bigger than that and i was just like oh mm -hmm. but i never but like i came from jail i was in rehab like i never dreamed of even like being like on my own being able to afford an apartment in new york you know what i mean like i didn't i didn't even think i could take it that far but when you really tell yourself like when you set yourself up for some wild goals you can actually do it. If you limit it, I feel like that's where uh, the stunt and growth comes in. You know what I mean? Um, so like the best piece of advice I tell people is whatever you have in mind, think bigger than that. Yeah. Just keep thinking way bigger than that. Like you're, that's cute. You want to do like the podcasting, think yeah. bigger than that. How can no, you monetize that? Tour. Are you going to come out with merch? Are you going to like, great. Hey, that's actually you laying that up is going to give me an opportunity to Pitch in my uh, Grow or Die podcast Facebook page, which has a fuck ton coming to it. You guys, I'm going to take this moment. Please. This thing has some insane stuff coming. Like, oh can I just like, please can tell I just me, I want to hear it? it. Oh, I can't put it out there just yet. A little bit. I'm, I'm not, a I'm not allowed to. Me a little bit. Grow or Die podcast is about to. Uh, 
I can't say too much. Why? I can't say a too little not bit. On there. Come on. Not on there. Because because by the time this episode drops, it won't be tease. out yet. You're such a tease. Yet. I am. You can't do like a little hint. I am. I am. Come on. Little yeah, tease, little taste. Be, they, they get into the get into the Grow I uh, Facebook page and you can be the first to know, Emily. Okay. <laughs> so as soon as you're done with this, recording this episode. <laughs> yeah. Mine, yeah. So everyone else be like Emily and make sure to add yourself to the Grow yeah. I Facebook page. I'll be announcing some stuff in there. There's going to be some exclusive work that comes in there with some really cool people that I can't in some really cool places. And that's what I'll say right now. Cool people, cool places, places, grow or die. What more do you need? Sounds like a good time. And Uh, I really like the branding grow or die. That's really good branding. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, You know, at the time that I started, I never thought that it would be like something. And then like David Gogginsy. (laughs) <laughs> it's like I, I like it though it's it's really good it's positive um, listen this to David Goggins and tag him in that so that he comes on the show that, that could would be, be cool he's yeah, dope I would love to have a conversation would, with that guy yeah he's incredible who's gonna carry the boat I just tell myself as I'm hip thrusting like who's gonna carry the Who boat who's gonna carry the boat yeah. I love that <laughs> yeah his mindset is is refreshing it's definitely not applicable to many people no yeah um, but I want to have him on the show and chat with him about alright normal people yeah yeah normal motherfuckers how do we apply this yeah. like how do we fucking do this shit um, sometimes I, I I think about him when I like, don't want to go do cardio and stuff. And oh, of course, yeah. Like, what would Goggins do? Yeah, he has no idea who I even fucking am. But what totally. would Goggins do? Totally. Um, I was listening to this book. Um, I, I can't remember which book it is. Lo- uh, Loser Think. Loser Think and lose. Yeah. I can try. I'll just read it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Next it's podcast, Emily notes. comes on. I'm just like reading her this book <laughs> and you're fascinated. No, my attention span wouldn't even hold on that long. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to over there. Uh, so Loser Think is talking about how the way that people think about everything in life. It's so minimalized because we're thrown into this system that takes all of our creative ability away. Your vision that you have for yourself in life is a direct representation of the imagination that you've allowed yourself to form, which of course is a direct representation of how curious you allow your mind to be. And most people are so curious about what Emily is doing or what Justin is doing, but they lack that internal curiosity to go deep inside themselves because it's stripped away in school because in school you're taught about, you know, Martin Luther King and Abraham Lincoln And all these people that you're just like, wow, I'm so curious about them. You're never taught to think inside of yourselves. You watch entertainment and you're curious about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship or how LeBron's doing in his like fucking 40th season in the NBA or whatever the new flashy, shiny toy is. That doesn't matter. What matters is it's all a distraction away from your inner curiosity to yourself. But those people are the one that pays our bills. Do you they, understand that? Because they, they, they the people do. that are obsessed with celebrities and obsessed with those people and obsessed with tra- like, oh my god, I want to work with Emily like Samuel because she trains celebrities. Those are the ones that pay for my app. Ah, oh, that is true. You can't expect everyone true. to be a leader. You can't yet, expect everyone to like yet, do that because we are leaders of our community. We can take their thinking along with us, and we can develop people's thoughts to an extent based off the dreams they have. Small town dreams are okay, and they're amazing. Yeah, right. midtown dreams are okay, and they're amazing. Big city dreams are okay, and they're amazing. I've got motherfucking top of the world dreams. Yeah, like yeah. I want to do something outer worldly that people yeah. are just like that. Change the trajectory of how podcasting was done, or how community 
communication amongst leaders who are done and the way that that man served his community. Like that, that's what I want. Yeah. And so I need to be surrounded by people with those similar types of dreams. I feel like you're super similar to that as well. Yeah. You're not sure the exact avenue it's going to go. Yeah. I wasn't either until this podcast showed me. Yeah. You're not sure the avenue is going to go. But you want to like change the world. No, for sure. Like when I die, I want there to be a lot of people like, fuck. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm honestly got worse today. really into giving back. That's my thing. Right. So like obviously the boot, like I want to be known for, you know, not just like the articles that came out, whatever. Like I don't I don't care about that stuff. Uh, like I said, I'm really into animal rescue and dog rescue. So I actually kind of partnered with this dog rescue in Staten Island that actually no uh, works with drug addicts, too. So like previous drug addicts, so people are in recovery, hence. And then also with pit bulls. I love pit bulls. I have two of my own and they're all black. They're cool. All black everything. Yeah, all black. black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. Um, yeah. And I, I would rather people remember me for uh, being able to like help a bunch of animals and giving back to them or starting a whole like a brand new rescue organization. But currently I'm partnered with um, this organization in Staten Islands and I have their link in my bio to go donate to. But every month I give a donation and then booty box platform. Um, I already made a commitment to the owner of uh, this, this uh, rescue that I'm going to give 10% of my proceeds, all, all my profits. I mean, to Same. that uh, that's going to be just donated to them um, to help build so they could how is more dogs that need homes? But Amazing. yeah, my my passion's animal rescue. That's something I've always wanted to give back with. Like training people is cool, helping people change their lives is cool. But like I like I said, animals are my passion, especially and drug addicts too. Like, okay. Anyone that doesn't want to hire a drug addict, can I just say, think about this, right? I would wake up with zero dollars in my bank account and I would have to somehow make a hundred dollars that day just to get a bag of cocaine or whatever I need. I do that every single day. I literally, if you could get hire someone that can turn nothing and make a hundred dollars with nothing, that's yeah. that's come work for me. That's like the, <laughs> you know what I the, mean? The, the Jordan Belford approach is he wanted people that would spend a fuck ton of money to work for him. He didn't yeah. want frugal people. Yeah, he wanted people that balled out all the time because they have to constantly make that money back to fuel their okay. need totally to 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 spend. That's fascinating, yeah. huh? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Maybe I should hire more drug addicts. That's what I should be doing. Uh, no, they are actually the hardest workers. Yeah. You really don't understand. Like, yeah. they are, like, they're addicts, right? So, like, no matter what, they will get the job done because they're addicted to it. And they're also so grateful to be in that position where mm -hmm. if they're probably grateful to even have a job yeah. because at one point they didn't have one. Yeah. Like, if, you know, whenever I've hired an assistant or hired someone, I'm like, instead of asking about their school, instead of asking, like, tell me about your life. What's the hardest thing you've ever been through? Yeah, I and can't if they don't have an, anything that's like hard, I'm like, next. As an employer to many, I yeah. give a fuck about your education. Yeah, I don't care. I what care. have you been through? What's the hardest yeah. thing you've been through? Yeah, what's your resilience? that's going to tell me a lot about how you're going to work here. Emotional maturity. Yeah. Communication. Like, oh, my parents got divorced. Sorry, dude, you got to go. Yeah, like, I'm wow. sorry. Like, you, like... And that was that's, that's yeah, cute, but like let's, yeah. let's hear like we, we need like some more intense on. shit. Yeah, I want to hear something that I want to know that you struggled because I want to know that you're grateful to be here, and I want to know that you're down to work for something, and I want to know that you're committed. And so to work for Emily, you need to be robbed at gunpoint. You need to <laughs> time in jail. You need <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. No, I just need to know that you are resilient yeah. because um, yeah, I I truly I like I said like the people that. I have met that have been incredibly successful have been through things. They've really been through things. Like most of them have not been handed like a silver platter to eat off of. Most of them have had to grind their butts off and have been through some serious things. Like they lost their dad in a horrific way or they like something happened. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that people have that have been through things 
are just much more resilient, especially in the workforce, because mm. mentally they can get past things. And they're much more grateful to be there, like I said. Resilience is one of the best attributes yeah. that a human can possibly have, especially um, now. When I was working at Dog Pound, he had me, they, they were having us work 15-hour days, six days a week. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. I was just so happy to be there. I didn't care that I was like not getting paid that much at the mm-hmm. time, because this is when it first opened. We were getting it off the ground. I slept in bunk beds in the back like a yeah. peasant. Like It was, oh my, over the gym, like no joke. And yeah. woke up, slept four and a half hours, woke up. Poor Mosey style. To train some yeah. like CEO, yeah. Or Amazing. like some hedge fund dude. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm like half asleep drooling yeah. myself. I'm like, all right, we got this. <laughs> Trying to just radiate positivity. Um, But yeah, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to go with that. Um, I mean, I think there was a pretty powerful message yeah. in all just, of that. Just the resilience. Yeah. yeah, just like. You going from literally nothing. I used to jump the turnstiles to like not pay for the subway so yeah. I could like save money for lunch. Like uh, I was like, I was just grateful to be there. I didn't care that I was like struggling. I was just like, God, thank you. Like I got a job. Like Because you I had have, the opportunity. Somebody I was just, finally gave you an opportunity. I was just so grateful for the opportunity. I was yeah. so grateful for it. Well, if there was one word I could use to describe you, it would probably be resilient, but kindness is very close up there as well. Emily Samuel, I appreciate you coming on. You are an amazing storyteller. (laughs) Unbelievable energy. This was one that I'm very excited for people to get their hands (laughs) on. So check the show notes as to where to find Emily, support everything she's doing, which is a ton. And I want you to know, I admire you. I value you. I see the work that you do. You are a positive source of uh, women's empowerment, true women's empowerment everywhere um just by you being yourself so emily grower die podcast we'll see you guys soon bye